1: Well, oh, I'm David Freeman-Wiff. Is that really in the Bible? Just recently, I heard some statistics about young people's greatest concern. And their greatest concern at the top of the list was climate change or that man would somehow destroy the earth. Now, I want to take a look at what the Bible actually says about climate change. Now, I know a lot of people just don't care what the Bible says about anything. A lot of people look to, you know, well, well, we've got to consider the scientific facts. But I want to tell you something. Scientific facts, especially in today's society, can be distorted, manipulated, propagandized. You know, Time Magazine back in the 60s was warning of the coming Ice Age. Now get this. Forget global warming. Back in the 60s, they were warning people about the coming ice age. And, you know, the only problem is they hadn't figured out a way to make money off of it. Today, they have figured out a way to make money, to propagandize and to make money. People are getting filthy rich off of selling lies such as global warming, which eventually there was, not enough, there was no scientific proof of global warming, so they had to change it to climate change. And of course, anything can be climate change. Truth of the matter is, the sun, and it's been doing this for 6,000 years, the sun spikes in temperature from time to time, the weather patterns, you know, the earth gets warm, the earth gets cooler because the sun is spiking in temperature, and it just causes an effect on weather patterns in general and it's been happening you know for thousands of years this has been going on the fact that the sun spikes in temperature and changes the weather patterns now what you got to understand a lot of this stuff is about what sells. yeah i mean like climate change global warming it's about what sells. you know you, you always want to keep that in mind what people are feeding them. And one of the ways to get people, one of the ways you sell something is by putting people in fear. You know, if you can cause people fear, you can totally control their lives, as we are seeing with this COVID 19, that people's lives are being totally controlled. And it's very simple the fear of death. That's how you control people. Now, okay, what the Bible says about climate change. Let's take a look at it. Genesis 8 and verse 21. And the Lord smelt a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore everything living as I have done. And this was right after the flood, but let's notice what God says. While the earth remains, seed time, harvest, cold, heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Now again, this was after God destroyed the flood. Now now get this, God is the only one that can really cause the climate to change. Yeah, he has the power to do that. But basically, right after the flood, after God did this and it poured down rain for 40 days and 40 nights and the fountains of the earth were released and water was coming up out of the ground also, the earth flooded. After God's... And this is is real climate change right here when it rains 40 days and 40 nights and when the whole earth floods, yeah, God can cause this. But after this, God says it's gonna from this from from this point forward it's gonna stay normal now obviously you're going to have hurricanes and flooding some flooding and and tornadoes and earthquake you're always going to have that but you know basically things are going to remain the same now you know you always have people that that even even the scripture they they'll take things you ever heard people say something like Well, the Bible says at the end time, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between day and night. No, the Bible doesn't say that. In fact, it says just the opposite. God says here, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Okay, so can mankind destroy the earth? Let's ask that question. Well, actually, the Bible answers that question right here in Genesis 8 and verse 22. If you've got the brains to receive this, you know, if you've got the, the brain cells lined up in a row to, to get what God is saying here. While, Genesis 8 and verse 22, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So can man destroy the earth? No, no he can't. He can't. But isn't there a verse in the Bible that talks about men destroying the earth? Well, actually it is. Let's take a look at it. Revelation 11 and verse 18. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come in the time of the dead, that they shall be judged, and that you should give reward unto your servants, the prophets, and to the saints, and them that fear thy name, small and great, and should destroy them which destroy the earth. So, destroy them that destroy the earth. What is this talking about? It's talking about the time of the dead. We're talking about the resurrection of God's people from the dead at Christ's return. God is upset at a group of people who are destroying the earth. Uh, Now, You have to look at this, you have to look at the meaning of the word and look at different translations. What does it mean? What is is the word of God talking about when it talks about those that are destroying the earth? Well, one translation says, and you should destroy them who have corrupted the earth. Another translation says, those who have made the earth unclean. So how does man corrupt the earth? How do we make it unclean? You know, it's one thing to throw trash on the road, or throw, and I I hate to see that. I absolutely cannot understand why people would take their trash, throw it out their vehicle as they're going down the road. I don't understand it. Uh, I've never understood polluting God's beautiful green earth, why anybody with five brain cells in their head would do this. But my only conclusion is that some people cannot see beauty. You know, some people would walk up to the Grand Canyon and just say, what's a big hole in the ground? What's the big deal? Yeah, some people cannot see beauty. But I want to look at another way we pollute the earth. It's found in Genesis 4 and verse 10. And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. We're talking about murder here. We're talking about blood polluting, blood in the street, blood in the, in the ground polluting the earth, corrupting the earth. Do you know how many murders take place every year in America? Do you know how many abortions take place every year in America? You know, I heard this story about, it was a woman, a very affluent, she was married, had three children. She had another baby on the way. She wanted a fourth child. But the family had planned a skiing trip in the Swiss Alps, and she didn't want to cancel cancel the skiing trip. So they made the decision to cancel the baby and have an abortion. Now what we're talking about here is lifestyle. Listen, very, very, very few abortions take place because of rape or the mother's life is in danger. Very few. Most abortion is about a form of birth control. Most abortions is about a lifestyle. I want to maintain my lifestyle. I don't want to give up my lifestyle. That's why most abortions occur. And the word of God says, look, your blood, you polluted the earth. So when God talks about polluting and corrupting the land, you've got to understand something. He's not talking about trash on the streets. He's not talking about, oh, oh, you people are not recycling. He's saying, look, you evil people have murdered your own unborn children and their blood is crying from the ground. That's what he's talking about. So how do we human beings make the earth unclean? Well, let's take a look at this example, Jeremiah 5 and verse 7. How shall I pardon thee for this? Your children have forsaken me and sworn by them that are no gods when I fed them to the full. Then they committed adultery and assembled themselves by troops in the harlot houses. In other words, God says, Look, this is how you pollute the earth. Your children have forsaken me. Look, do yourself a favor. Go to the average shopping mall and just sit there on a bench. And watch the young people walk by. Look at their clothes. Their clothes look like they got them out of a bag of rags. Did, did you know you can get designer jeans with holes? Or You can pay money for this. Okay. They already have holes in them. All right. Just, just look at children, young people in the shopping mall. There is no self-discipline. There is no self-respect. Their language often is crude and rude. And God comes along and says, look, I fed them to the full. Yes, they've, they've got their parents give them money. Mom and daddy gives them money. They have, they're able to buy their food. They're able to buy their cell phone. They're able to buy, hopefully, a car. If they have a driver's license, that is. Uh, uh, they can buy their iPad or whatever. And it never crosses their minds. That God has provided, is the provider of everything good. In fact, a lot of them deny the very existence of God. Continuing on, Jeremiah 5 and verse 8. They were as fed horses in the morning. Everyone neighed after his neighbor's wife. What's this talking about? It's basically saying they breed like alley cats. They breed like alley cats. And this is the reason these wicked children murder their own unborn. So when God talks about polluting and corrupting the land, he's not talking about driving around in an SUV. He's not talking about your carbon footprint. He's talking about perverted, twisted lifestyles that people live. So how do we make human beings make the earth unclean? Philippians 4 and verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, I want to tell you about how most people read this verse, or at least how Hollywood producers read this verse, or how the media, the liberal media, how they read this verse. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are false, whatsoever things are a lie, Whatsoever things are sinful, whatsoever things are corrupt, whatever is ugly, whatsoever things are perverted. If there be any filth, if there be anything sickening, think on these things. Yeah, you gotta understand. I mean, I once heard a story about how Hollywood producers, the the kind of life, they can only write about the kind of life that they live. They can't see beyond their own lifestyle, and their lifestyle may consist of, yeah, the producer may be married, but he's got, across town, he's got a couple living, uh, maybe a living boyfriend, or a couple girlfriends, and, and this, this, this is the type of life that they live. And so they write movies, you ever been to a movie and thought, why did I pay for this? It had no moral, it had no plot, it had no rhyme or reason, reason for even existing. Why did I waste my money watching this garbage? We're talking about the corruption of the mind, what you feed your mind on. You know, if your mind is polluted, if your civilization is totally corrupted, it doesn't matter how well you pick up the trash and try to save the planet. It's going to die off if you are morally bankrupt. The Bible speaks about moral corruption destroying our nation, not Climate change. Isaiah 1 and verse 4, Ah, sinful nation, a a people laden with iniquities, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel into anger. They are gone away backwards. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of your foot unto the head, there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, they have, not, they have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Yeah, I mean, think about it. How is sinful people a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, people whose whole head and heart, they're, they're sick to the heart? How are they going to save the, the earth? And I truly believe that all of this stuff about saving the planet and, and, and is a way that we compensate. When one area is lacking, we overachieve in another area to make up for the void. That's basically all that's going on with this endeavor to save the planet. So when God talks about polluting and corrupting the land, He's talking about the polluting and corrupting of the mind the garbage of what we feed our minds on. So how do we human beings make the earth unclean? Let's look at another example here. Proverbs 24 and verse 30. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. In other words, this is a buffoon. I went by the house of the buffoon, basically what God is saying. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles, had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well, and looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall your poverty come as one that travelleth, and thy want is an armed man. So how else do we pollute and corrupt the land? Simply by not taking care of what we have. You know, there's a place not far from where I live. The guy looks, I mean, he's just got his whole yard full of junk. I mean, it's the most, it it looks like a garbage dump outside his house. I don't know how anybody can live like that. He's a collector of junk, I guess, and and it's worthless stuff, you know. But but this is how we can pollute and corrupt the land by not taking care of what we have. Look, saving our planet starts with you taking care of what God has given you. If you just take care of the things that you have, start with your room. Look, you want to save the planet. Okay, start with your room. Start by saving your room. All right? Start by saving, taking care of your car, by cleaning it. Start by your garage, by organizing it. Start with your yard. Start with your home. It starts saving. Look, if you just focus on taking care of what you have, if everybody just focused on taking care of what they had, that would be a good thing. But if you took care of what you have, just take care of what, just focus your energy on taking care of what you have, you will not have any time whatsoever to worry your little pea brain mind over saving the planet. I can guarantee you if you just take care of what you have, you won't have any time to be worried about doing other things and trying to start a movement on saving the planet. So, Can God destroy, can mankind, excuse me, destroy the earth? Can mankind destroy the earth? Well, let's let's read it again. Genesis 8, verse 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So can man destroy the earth? Answer, no, he cannot. Now, let's, let's ask another question. Can God cause... Can God destroy the earth? Can God cause the climate to change? Absolutely. Let's take a look at some of these verses in Revelation. Revelation 16, verse 3. And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man. And every living soul died in the sea. Yeah, that's some drastic stuff going on right here. Uh, at the end time, because God is fed up with sinning mankind. Revelation 16 and verse 4. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the river and fountains of the water, and they became blood. Revelation 16 and verse 8. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch man with fire. Verse 10. Revelation 16 and verse 10. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. Notice that. There, his kingdom was full of darkness. Yeah, we're talking about no sunlight. So when I talk about can God cause the climate to change, absolutely. Can God change weather patterns? And it seems like it's going to be something he does directly at the end time. Because he's fed up with the way we are living our lives. Yes, he's fed up with the way we are living our lives. So when God starts to cause the climate to change, you can be absolutely sure God is fed up with the way we pack of hypocrites are living. And no, our church going and our religion is just simply not going to save us. You know, it seems like our church going and religion is not leading us closer to God. We're losing our own children at church. They abandon the church also. So it's it's not really working to bring us closer to God. I'm not saying Christianity will not work. I'm just saying very few people have tried true Christianity. True Christianity, when you have the truth, yeah, that can change the heart of man. But the pablum that we're hearing at church of just give your heart to the Lord and just raise your hand and invite Jesus into your heart, it's not working, okay? It's not working because we don't hear the law of God being preached from our pulpits. We're basically hearing a feel-good, pick-me-up, pep rally message that makes me feel good for another week, and then I can come back and redo it all over again. So, what I want you to understand is in the Bible... The downfall of our nation will be moral corruption, not climate change. It's just not, it is moral corruption. That we come to a point where we are so sinful, we come to a point where we have abandoned our God. And there's nothing, from God's perspective, there's not much worth allowing us to go on as a nation. Allowing it to continue, and God has to intervene. And you know, the Word of God says, you know, unless I intervene and put an end to it, there would be no flesh saved alive. That, that's a, that's a, a scary thought to think, you know, if, if God didn't intervene, we would wipe ourselves out on planet Earth. We would kill ourselves. But the death is a death of lack of morality. We no longer know know the difference between right and wrong. How have we come to this as a nation? Where we we abandon what God, the freedom that God has given us, we abandon our own, you know, we abandon morality. We abandon morality. You know, did you know that many years ago that if a a boy and a girl checked into a motel, they had to show proof that they were married? Did you know that? Did you realize that? In order to check into a motel, you had to show proof that you were married, the two of you were married. Boy, have things changed. You know, now we don't even know what gender we are of. You know, we don't know what gender. I mean, we have totally corrupted ourselves, morally, physically, spiritually, and we are corrupting the earth with our sins. There is blood crying from the ground because of our evil, evil way that we are living as a nation. Yes, we need to return back to God, but I want you to understand something, that the downfall of our nation will be moral corruption, not climate change. I'm David Freeman, and that's what's really in your Bible.
0: This nation needs to repent. But repent of what? What is sin? Few people, in fact, few religious people, understand the definition of sin. As a nation, we need not only to repent, but we need to have the experience of repentance your religion is not enough too much confidence in religion can be the downfall of a nation what is real religion what is real repentance order by writing to church of god rocky mount 27 brookledge lane rocky mount virginia 24151 that's church of god rocky mount 27 brookledge lane rocky mount Virginia, 24151. Also, check us out on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.com. This program has been paid for by the tithes and offerings of The Church of God Rocky Mount and friends of this ministry. If you have been challenged by listening to this program, then consider that a great blessing. You can visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net. It is the support of people like you that make this ministry possible. If you have been blessed by this understanding given to you today, then consider making a donation by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia. 24151.